Hi, welcome to this week's broadcast of Water Wind Wine Ministries. Have you ever wondered why you keep getting in the same rut over and over? Have you ever felt like you're in the dark and everybody else knows something that you don't? Have you ever felt like everything you do always winds up bad no matter how good it looks when you start? Well, I have some answers for you today if you have ever felt that way. I know I have felt that way. The Bible says that this is a curse. It's part of the curse of the law. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I covered curses and blessings. You should go back and watch that video. Because right now, we're going to talk about one of the curses. It's being blind. It's being in the dark. And that curse is found in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 29. I mean, 28, 29. And you shall grope at noonday as a blind man ropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like no one would help you, that you couldn't figure anything out, that it was bright and clear outside, but you just could not find your way? Well, that's part of the curse. Let's look at another verse that talks about these things that we might be feeling, and then we're going to talk about the answer. Turn with me to one of the minor prophets. His name is Haggai, and he's in between Zechariah and Zephaniah in the Old Testament. This is Haggai chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, and then I'm going to jump down to verse 9, okay? Follow along. Haggai chapter 1, the end of verse 5 says, now therefore, actually the whole verse 5 says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Verse 6, You have sown much and bring in little. You eat and don't have enough. You drink and you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one's warm. He who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. That means that every time you get money in, it goes out. And then verse 9 says, You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, it blew away. Why? says the Lord of hosts. And his answer, Because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. In context, God was speaking to the children of Israel in Haggai. And he was saying, The reason that you're not prospering is because you've left the goals that I've given you undone and you're just doing whatever you want to do. They were supposed to rebuild the temple and they weren't, they just left it in ruins. And so God was pointing out to them that they were under the curse because God gave them very specific instructions on what to do with his house and they were not doing it. We can use this today in thinking that God has told us to do something, but we're doing our own thing. Instead of using it in the time of Haggai, turn it for today saying, God told me to do this, but I haven't done it. I've done it my own way. Well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I would do what God told me to do if only I could figure out what God told me to do. That's really been what I hear from a lot of people is, I would gladly do what God would tell me if you would just tell me. <laughs> well, let me answer that. I'm going to answer it very generically, and this is going to frustrate me because it frustrates me when people answer this question this way. But it is the truth, and I'm going to elaborate, so don't worry. When you say, I would gladly do what God told me to do, if you would just tell me, what that means is that you're not looking at the Bible as an instruction manual. In other words, what you want is you want a sign from heaven. You know, you want 
three cats to walk across your path to show that, that what you heard is from God, or you want a job just to fall in your lap, or you want a clear roadmap laid out in front of you of where you're going to go next. But that's not how God works. But that's what most people are believing for. They believe for an audible word from God, a dream. They believe for all kinds of things. Now, all those are fine and they're wonderful and they have their place. But what you need to do first is you need to get instruction from the Word of God. Now, that being said, there are some things that, of course, are not in the Word of God. Like, it doesn't say, I want you to move here or move there or get this job or marry that person. It doesn't say that specifically to each person. So... First things first, you must look at this Bible as an instruction manual. You have to take it that way. And then you can move on to getting very specific words from God. Because remember in Haggai, it said that you have left my house in ruins, but you've run to your own house. Now, God doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. He dwells inside of every believer. And so we are his house. We are where God lives. And so when we leave that neglected, we leave what God has given us neglected. When we leave our relationship with God neglected and we just run to our own house, we run to what we create, we run to what we can do, and we lean on our own understanding, then we have bags with holes in them. I've seen this with a very close friend of mine who has been given several high paying jobs and they last for a little time and then they just go away. Poof! It's like, just like Haggai 1.9 says, the wind just blows it away. You bring it home and the wind just blows it away. But what about, have you ever said, oh, well, I'm going to get this money. Like, I know a lot of people rely on their tax returns, or now in the time we are, these stimulus checks that keep coming out. Oh, I'm going to get this stimulus check, or I'm going to get this tax return, and then I'm going to be able to do what I want to do. And as soon as they get it home, or they get a raise or a bonus, and as soon as they get it home, boom some emergency comes up where they can't spend it on what they want to spend it on, but they have to spend it on this emergent situation. That's having bags with holes in them. That's as soon as you put the money in, it goes right out. If you've been there, and I'm guessing that you have, the answer is in this book. I'm glad you asked. Where can you find it? Turn with me to Psalm 119 verse 130. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The very next verse says, I open my mouth and pant it, for I longed for your commandments. So that's what happens. We immediately want God to tell us, okay? We want that. We pant after him to tell us his commandments. Tell us where to go. Tell us what to do. Tell us. Give us a word of this and that, right? But God just said that the entrance of your word gives light. So what happens is people want something extra. They don't want to just rely on the word of God as a direction, as operations manual. And that's exactly what it is. I'll give you a really good example. There was a really bad situation in my life and I had gotten myself into just a mess of life. And I asked God to show me what the root cause of this mess was. And he led me to a verse that looked like it didn't make any sense. And I'm not gonna go into that verse, but he led, led me to that verse. And once he led me that verse and I read it, it was like, boom, it was like literally like a light bulb came on. And I'm like, oh, that's why. That's why this pattern happened in my life. It's because this is the root right here. So the entrance of God's word gave light. I'm going to share with you very, very quickly a dream that I had 
about 10 years ago, and probably nine at this point. This dream that I had, I was in a, a place where I was waiting to step out into an assignment and I was in, it was a dark place. I mean black, like blackness under darkness black. And it was hot, oppressive hot. And there was this killer that was coming into the room that I was in and I was really scared. I couldn't see him, but I knew that he could see me. He was in the shadows, he was in the dark. And, but I knew he could see me because I was wearing a white shirt and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm gonna reflect the light, whatever light, and he's gonna be able to see me. And he did, and I knew it, and I could feel it in this dream and in my heart. And immediately, I spoke the word Jesus out of my mouth while I was in this dream, and shards of light just shot out of my mouth. And of course, I woke up. And the Lord has used that dream to minister to me so many times, over and over. But in this instance, he's saying, just like in that dream, when you speak my word out of your mouth, it gives light. Jesus is the word of God. So when I spoke the word Jesus out of my mouth, light bars came out of my mouth and the enemy, the wicked one, the killer, the devil was gone immediately, gone. Like shining a light on cockroaches, I mean, just gone. And so that's exactly what we want. And so when there's light, you can see where you're going. Hosea 4, 6 is God speaking and he says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So it's a lack of knowledge that destroys people. In other words, it's groping around in the darkness that destroys people. When they don't know what to do, when they don't know where to go, when they don't know how to behave or what to think, that is what destroys them. Well, I have really good news. Everything you ever need for life is right here in this word, and I'm gonna prove it to you. Turn with me to 2 Peter chapter one. I want you to look at verse 10. It says, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For an entrance of, will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, look up at verse eight. It says, for if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he, that's verse nine, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Now, I encourage you to go back and read the entire first chapter of 2 Peter and you will understand what it is that keeps you blind. It's not remembering that you've been cleansed of your old sin. And here's why that's important practically. When you don't remember that you've been cleansed of your old sin, then you feel guilty, you feel unworthy, and you rely on your natural mind. Because people who don't remember that they've been cleansed of their own sin think that their natural mind is good enough. Why? Why do they think that? Because your natural mind is still stuck eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So if you don't remember that God has cleansed you from your old sin and given you the mind of Christ so that you can understand all things, so that you can know all things, so that you can look at scripture and completely understand it and what its direction is for your life so that you can hear God's voice, so that you can hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you generally and also specifically if you do not remember that you were cleansed of your old sin, then nothing that I just mentioned 
will be a reality in your life. In other words, you will have to rely on your old man, your natural mind to navigate this world. And when you do that, you will stumble. That's why God said in Haggai, and this is what it means for the New Testament believer. In Haggai 1 verse 9, he said, you have neglected the house of the Lord and you have gone to your own house. What he means by that for the New Testament believer is you have neglected that God has made you a new creation, that God is the one who lives in you. You're not even alive anymore, but Christ lives in you that you've forgotten that and that you're running back to your old way. You're running back to the way that you used to do things. And that is what causes you to have bags with holes in them. That's what causes you to remain under the curse of the law. That's what causes you to stumble and to grope around like you're blind and you don't know where you're going. Incidentally, Galatians 3.13 says that Jesus Christ made us free from the curse of the law so that because he became a curse for us so that none of the curses that are in Deuteronomy 28 can come on you. I mean, if you want to get down to what God has set you free from, there's a whole bunch. In fact, the curses that God set you free from are way more than the blessings that he gave you. Why is that? Because the blessings are more powerful, they last longer, and they cover more. The curses have to be spelled out, right? Because the devil is the one who is taking advantage of the curses. He's the one who's bringing about sentence and judgment on believers who are ignorant. Well, use this video as your wake up call that God doesn't want you to be blind. God doesn't want you to walk around in darkness. He doesn't want you to question why all your money goes out the window or why you fail at relationships or why you can't make this work or that work. He doesn't want you to be blind anymore. He wants the entrance of his word to bring light to your situation and the way that that happens to begin with is that you have to remember that you were cleansed of your old sin and when you remember that you were cleansed of your old sin you will remember that you have the mind of Christ and that you know all things and then you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit pray in the Holy Spirit and all the things all the understanding all the wisdom of the ages and the mysteries hidden from the foundations of the earth will be revealed to you into your natural mind because they are drawn up by the Holy Spirit that is in you when you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you pray in tongues. You can pray in tongues and you can read the Bible and it will make so much sense for you. One of the verses, I'll just give you a quick example. One of the verses that just blew me away was a verse in Proverbs that says, make it fit for yourself in the field and then build your house. God used that to teach me that you make your career solid, what you're gonna do, how you're gonna provide for yourself, and then you go about establishing your family, getting married, having children. Now that doesn't mean to wait past a certain age, but it means that have a goal in mind, work toward that goal, and then when you have a way to provide, then go ahead and give yourself something to provide for. Another verse that he's used over and over is that the blessing of God makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. If you look at that verse just by itself, you will be able to discern which job to take. Even if you never hear, yes, take this job, yes, take that job from the mouth of God directly. You can say, does this job add sorrow? Does it make me rich? I have discern so many jobs and so many opportunities just based on that verse alone. Why? Because I take this as my guidebook, as my reality. This means something to me. This is my operations manual and it needs to be yours. But if you are blind and don't know what you're doing, my guess is, in fact, I know 
that you are relying on your natural man and you are turning away from the house of the Lord and running back to your own house. In other words, you're turning away from the mind of Christ and turning back to your own mind and that will cause you to fail. It will cause you to stumble and you will not be able to see the entrance into the kingdom of the Son of God that you need so that you can manifest heaven on earth in your own life. All right, I know I got a little worked up in that video. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you learned something and for God's sake, please look up all these verses so that you can know that what I'm telling you is absolutely the truth. But if you do nothing else, remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you.